0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The dream is made real. Ricky Harris rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. back to the BTR Boxing Podcast Network Wants to Watch Show. I'm your host, Sean, and this episode is with William Crawler, one and no professional, brother of Anthony Million Dollar Crawler. And I'm really happy to have had William on the show because he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders, whether he admits it or not or whether he believes it or not. He has because of his brother and his achievements in the sport. So it was really good to get over to Anthony Crawler's gym and reminisce with Anthony, but also to sit down with his brother and to be able to talk about his professional career, his plans, what his journey has been through the sport, and just getting to know William and what his future may potentially hold. So, without further ado, this is the next instalment of the Ones to Watch podcast with William Crawler. William, thank you for coming on the Ones to Watch show. It's a pleasure to have you on and. It does feel a little strange knowing that I know Anthony quite well, and this is kind of your time to shine now. By you coming on the show and talking about what your journey's been into this sport, and I don't think a lot of people really know what your journey's been into this sport, barring the interviews you've done previously. I don't think people really know, did it? So this is a really good opportunity for you to sort of express that and tell everybody what the story is. So. We all know your brother, Anthony Million Dollar Crawler, but yeah. what, what's your story? What was your journey into this sport? You
1: no, know, like you say, it's a pleasure being be on him as well. Like anyone, like Joe and my be four people, the brothers went football, we would go football with them, and my and brother went boxing, so that's what I did. I went, I went to the gym with him. And he become the role model, Bolt is it a good age yet between me and And I think he's said that 11 years. So when I was that eight, nine, ten age, he was in the high-end teens, do you know what I mean? So he was a young man. So I'd want to do what he was doing and then uh, I, I remember I, I were talking to the gym and there Fox on me, uh, and it in an center It might have been just moved to the it I think it moved to do it in eighth, I mean, I remember just going with him and then she's just kept going with him and then just become obsessed, obsessed. And then I had my first bow out in 11, um, first bout first at 11 and yes, instead and I, was, I was just hooked all the way through school and everything. And then I um, ended up having 40 fights, I've done well, got, I got far in most you know, the, um, school boys and things, but I never got in the book, so it just disheartened me in the end and then I stopped training hard because I used to, I was, I was quite well, I feel like I'm talented, I'm a talented box. I used to stop training hard and I'd beat these good kids just not doing that. when it caught up in me when I got a bit older so I just I sacked off for a bit and it's, that's the worst thing worst thing I did um, and then like you said for years away from the sport I had best part of I was never out of the gym but at one point I went fifteen and a half and a half stones you know what I mean I'm fighting a 10 stone 7 next fight it's a, <laughs> a big difference why,
0: Five stone why was less. that why, why did you sort of walk away from it what, what was it that sort of turned you away at that point like with anything in amateur boxing the decisions and I always had this mad
1: thing of um, boxing boxing for England and that's the thing that's all I was ever asked about. And then just getting no luck. I was getting no luck. I was getting beat 8-7 in national finals, uh, national semis uh, three, four times. And I just, I just thought, ah, it's just not for me this. And it's just, I'm just getting no luck. And uh,
0: yeah, I just stopped. You had an accomplished amateur career though, haven't you? Like you've had, like you said to me, 40 fights. So that's quite a lot because some people don't even transition to professional with, with more than like sometimes 10, 15. Yeah. So you, you've got a lot of experience. Uh, why was it the natural thing for you to do then to turn to pro? Uh,
1: yeah, no, it was, but I've always felt, I've always had to go to a go bit better pro style, but like you say, when I first come back to boxing, I had no, in- I say that, but even when I was working on a building site and stuff like that, I was, like, when I was that weight 15 stone, I still had the vision in my head that I'll fight pro. I thought yeah, it'll come one day and it sounds mad like that. I just knew there was something else for me when I was waking up for work and that. And then I come back just to shift some weight. Then, like, you know, when you're in the pads, I started getting sharp on the pads again then. And then Anthony's like, do you want me to move around? And I was like, I'll spy with someone, yeah. And then I started sparring again, and then just the bug hit me straight away again. It's just like all them years that I missed it, just come rushing back, and I think I needed time away from boxing in them years as well, because I grew up in other places as well, stuff I needed, I worked, I needed to do, and, uh, and yeah, it did, did, did me good.
0: So I thought, I suppose the elephant in the room with this conversation is, with Anthony being your brother, with Anthony being as successful as he became in the sport, naturally, people are going to look to you and, and already sort of, maybe tie you with that brush and think well is he going to achieve anything is he going to achieve half of what and he did is he going to exceed what Anthony he did so you growing up watching him get to the heights that he eventually got to in his career what what was that like for you as a brother and as someone that was also involved in the sport
1: being part of once career is one of the best things I could, I could ever imagine like they're probably the best nights of my life just for that but the pressure that it brings with, I had it as a kid, 12, 13, 14 in, like people like that did did stay behind and watch because I was Anthony's brother and I was supposed to be good. And, but it's um, it's pressure I always liked. And even in my debut, like, I didn't feel one tiny ounce bit of pressure from anyone else. The only pressure I'd feel is from myself just because I've set very high standards and I'm very competitive and that's the only pressure I'd ever feel. But back to being part of Anthony's journey, it's. It's priceless in, in boxing. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, it's, you can't do something to, or oh, like, experience something like that. Like not not don't phase me. Like I say, my mm-hmm. debut at the arena, the first, the second fight in seven years. I won't one bit phased by that because I've been to the the biggest nights I've seen there with with Anthony. Like I know it won't be fighting, but I've seen that. I'm not the crowds. Nothing new to me or the cameras surrounding something's nothing new to me. Like I felt at home there. Yeah. And i do feel at home there and um i think it's it'll help me massively help me massively
0: i was gonna say do you think that's kind of prepared you for what's gonna come throughout your career and it's good to kind of hear that you feel like there's no pressure on you you don't feel the pressure anyway because i know it's usually outside influences that kind of put that pressure on you you know it's it's people within the media it's other outlets that will sit there and say oh How good is is Will going to be? Is he going to be as good as him, as I said before? Is he going to exceed him? So straight away, you're automatically put into that bracket of are you going to exceed what Anthony did? So the pressure's kind of put there from other people, but it's good to hear that not necessarily yourself. So for you, having that experience, being around the big nights of Anthony's career, do you feel like it's just going to be a straightforward transition for you when you get to them heights? Because I know that you've... You've had your debut at the arena. You've got your next fight on the Jack Catterall and Jorge Linares on the card. Yeah. So you've got another good opportunity to to be under those bright lights and having that experiences on a, on, a, on a bigger build. So it, it does that. Does that phase you in any way whatsoever?
1: Um, nah, not not in the slightest. Like I thrive off it. Like I'm very lucky, and that's another thing where. I get with the second name I get opportunities like that but not just off that though because I do well with tickets mm. but um, and I can't find them people enough but nights like that I feel like I was that. that is me like I feel like them big shows I've always thought I was going to get on them I've said it in an interview before I thought it would be off my own back mm. through what I've done in the amateurs but that path didn't lead that way and so I got on it another way but everything's worked alright and yeah I feel I'll always belong on them and I'll always be on them
0: it's going to be an experience for you to, to go down this journey because like you said you've tried to do it the traditional way, you've tried to do it without having to have any influence from your brother's career and for one reason or another it doesn't always work out for for all fighters to do that and then you've gone out of boxing for a period of time, you've come back to it and now it's kind of like actually full steam ahead Anthony's got his gym where we're sat recording this now and he's got you know, he's professional fighters that he's training alongside you and and it feels like he's all starting to come together a little bit more now.
1: Yeah, of course, course
0: it is like, not like that. If,
1: if I somehow let professional boxing slip away from my hands, if, when my older brother's, like say, he's got his own gym, it's a professional coach, the gym's 10 minutes away from my house, if I could ever let professional boxing slip away from me <laughs> with an opportunity like that, like that. Yep. It's at my feet do you know what I mean then I just feel like everything it's just it happens for a reason and, um, and yeah and I've took it and and I plan on taking it uh, taking it far
0: so going back to your transition to professional and after being out of the ring as an amateur for so long what was that transition like and what was the experience like in that first fight because I know it wasn't it wasn't essentially the dream debut that most fighters would like to have on their first professional fight, was it?
1: No, but do you know what? I had one the year before. I had one amateur back.
0: It's like, I had to prove to Anthony
1: I was being serious because I don't... I'd, so like, he'll say it, how many... Like, You could ask him, how many comebacks do they have? I had about 36, I'm not even lying. I'd get fit and I'd just go and disappear again. I'd just go high in again. And uh, I come back and they had to prove. I was like i wanted it like so i've not boxed then in seven years so my first fight in seven years uh, it was again at the night about her amateur just done well in the abas a so called kid i speak to him now still we're friends with him now and uh, i got beat uh, i got beat not on the facts of it was better than because he won i said to him i went i just it was just the pace of the fight like he's burst my lungs because i've I'm not boxed for seven years yeah but i said to him when i learned enough there like i went like i'm serious like i want I, I, I want it, like, I'm over it. like, I'm not, I'm not messing about, um, and he must have shown from that, and it did, so then, like you say, no, it wasn't the ideal debut, I thought it was going well, until, um, <laughs> and if I slipped in the third, and Steve Craig gave it a knockdown, well, Steve's a good ref, he was very close, and if that didn't happen, I believe I would have got him out of there, that first thing, and it would have been a dream debut, he got a big rest then, and I thought, he um, done well to see the the final bell in the fourth as it was pointing or stepping on the gas buttons. In a weird way, I look back at as a blessing. Like I've been, well, in hindsight, I took account. I know what it's like. Like hopefully I don't have to take another one, but if it does, I won't be. There'll be no panic stations. Mm-hmm. There'll, be, there'll be none of that. Um, so in hindsight, it's a bit of a blessing as well.
0: Yeah, to have that adversity straight away in your yeah. career is. You know, there's no point of having 10, 15 fights and not having any level of adversity because you eventually you're in a dangerous sport. Eventually you're going to come across it at some point or another. So to have it early on is probably better so that you can think, right, do you know what? Okay, Closest. I know what I need to do to change now. I know what I need to do to make sure that doesn't happen or, or, or get me in that situation anywhere near that again.
1: Yeah, it's, it's exactly that. It's, it's, it's all about learning and... I've I'll, I'll said it in many interviews, and I'll keep saying it as well. I don't want another thing is I don't. I don't just want to fight duck eggs. I want I want good learning fights, and I want people who want to come and try and beat me for the second name. I invite them to because that's when you'll see the best of me,
0: and and I honestly believe that. So, do you think that going through your career, the best thing for you would be to continuously step up? Because I know some fighters will automatically be given five ten fights and they'll 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 face uk journeymen eastern european journeymen and they, they will get a level of of progression but it's not always the progression that essentially they need so what you're saying here is that look do you know what i, I I'll, I'll take them fights if anthony i'm sure if he, if he feels you're ready for that step up he's going to say do you know what take that step up yeah, I now mean, yeah. what, what's the point of waiting around
1: i'd never shy away from fighting anyone but like you say will they have to fight a few more journeymen properly just just for the craft but i will never ever shy away from a step up and i believe that's when you'll see the best in me like whether someone's coming at me to win as well because i'll land and i believe i'm very heavy-handed and and like you'll know with any any combat sport you land when the person's throwing not just there to survive you're not just trying to open a nutshell do you know what i mean if the if the shell's already open and they're throwing back that's when you both land and uh I believe that's when you'll see the best best of me, yeah.
0: So you've got your fight on the 21st of October. It's your second professional fight. We're going in there on that undercard that I mentioned earlier. And it's a, it's an, another nice night for you to be on. And it must feel a little bit weird as well because obviously Jorge is fighting Jack Catterall on the same card. And, yeah. and, you know, it must be... Uh, in, I mean, it must be nostalgic a little bit. Like, I, I mean, it, it feels like for me, and I'm not in your circle. I, I look at it from the outside and think... I can't believe Anthony's brother is fighting on the same card and Jorge Linares is he's still there and he's, he's battling away and he's fighting Jack and it just feels kind of weird and there'll be some sort of like reunion won't there between Anthony oh, yeah. and Jorge and then you're obviously around as well. Of course.
1: Uh, I've got a picture on my phone um I'll have to get it up but yeah, it is, it is weird as last time I seen him it left his heart broke he just took Anthony's world title and then defended it against him Well he's a great fighter He's and he's, he's one of the best fighters I've ever watched live unfortunately live was against Antone the second time I his, thought his performance that night was brilliant um, but yeah it would be, be quite weird I imagine it would be the weirdest for Antone or well Jorge might not tap into it too much but yeah. I imagine it would be the weirdest for, for Antone
0: yeah, definitely it will be because, you know, he's training his brother who's fighting on the same card as one of his former opponents, the guy that took his world title, essentially. And now, you know, I know Anton is a very humble guy and, he you know, he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't really say anything bad about absolutely anybody. And it's, it's really good that, you know, you've got on that card and you've got that opportunity to, to fight. What What is the plan for you in your mind going forward over these next 12 months? Because I know you've already said, like, look, I won't shy away from a challenge, but I know I might have to face a few journeymen along the way. What Where do you want to be like this time next year?
1: Then, this time next year, I'd like to, like you say, I said at the start of this, I wanted to try and get four or five fights in this year, but um, with me coming back at that weight and losing so much weight over the years... I just had a bit of wear and tear on on my hands. And after that last fight, I had to rest them like they was were done in. I'd no there was no injury or anything like that. Yeah. It was just I had a tiny little break. Stay in the gym but just not punching. And um, I'm hoping for a busy end of end end of this year. And by end of next year, I'm hoping I'd love to be 10-0. I'd love to be 10-0. I've done I've done my apprenticeship pretty much on the four, the six rounders, done some mates. And then pushing on to my ten rounders is what I'm hoping, and whatever comes with them comes with them. But I certainly won't shy away from a step up in the eight rounders, in the eight rounders, and six rounders. Definitely not.
0: You no, know, it's, it's going to be an interesting journey for you. And, and as I've said it a few times, I think the pressure from the outside will always be there because of your surname. But this is your journey. This is about forging your own path and showing the world that. You know, there isn't just one fighting crawler. Because yeah. I know, obviously, your dad was an absolutely fantastic fighter as yeah, well. And my dad could fight. I don't think a lot of people know that. And I think that that's something that, you know, I like to always bring up. But I don't think people know how good your dad was. And then, obviously, it's passed down to Anthony. And then it's now sort of, you're inheriting that, that title as well. So, I know there's there's probably a little bit of pressure there and a little bit of nerves. You might not want yeah. to tell me that. But but I must, I must say, you've got the best two people around to be able to tap into to get that experience from and for someone that's been around the sport for so long to be able to know which way to guide you because I know that's that's something that a lot of professionals don't always have is they don't have someone to put a hand over the shoulder and say do you yeah. know what this is where you want to go so was it a natural choice for you just to go do you know what I'm gonna stick with my brother because he's been for everything thick and thin there's nowhere else I'd want to be was there, was there any debate about where you were going to go? Uh,
1: nah, not. I've only ever been trained by Anthony, and just tapping back into why I might have walked away from boxing, Anthony's career started picking up, so we couldn't get in the amateur gym as much, and it was busy, and I've only ever really had him coach me. So, to go, I felt like I was doing my own thing, I might have just fell out in love with a sport, but... And then, like you said, then... And he's, he's happened to win two English titles, a British title, international titles, a world title, boxed the unifications. He's he's been there. He's he's done everything that any any fighter would want to do. Turning to professional, he's he's experienced it. He knows what it takes, and not like that. He's probably the best role model in boxing I could have picked. Like, yeah, he's the hardest trainer I've I've ever seen. Like a lot of people say about him, he's not, and he won't mind me saying it. Honestly one of the most talented fighter ever but he made up with it in other areas where people lacked in it he's one of the the hardest one of the hardest works in the scene tenacious great one of the toughest men you'll ever meet like one of the toughest men you can ever meet and his work rate was just he was second to none and that's something that I didn't have when I was a teenager and I believe that me realising I didn't have boxing and was just working a normal job it clicked in my head that I do need that yeah I come now, you can ask Hans, I train, I do anything he asks, like I train hard, I live the life, life now and, uh, it's, it's just how it's got to be, that's just how it is, is with uh, boxing, if, if you lack for stuff in certain areas, your hard work always has to be there, hard work and weight's a massive thing as well.
0: Yeah, of course it is, it's, it's difficult, so, what, what, have you settled on a way that you're actually going to be campaigning now?
1: No. So I boxed my last start. 11-4 I in. I finished training today, it was 11-6. I'm going down, for one, this this fight. I'm going down to well-await, see how I feel. Just see how I feel because I can in these four rounders. I'm able to do so. Um, I'm able to see see how I feel and see how it works. But I think uh, well-await is gonna what I'm going to campaign at, yeah.
0: It's a very competitive division,
1: isn't it? Yeah, of course it is, yeah. I <laughs> might <My, laughs> stay super well. But, uh, no, yeah, of course it is. But just I feel with me to have the biggest advantage in me making that well-await uh, the
0: way yeah, so you test the waters, see how you make the weight, see how you get on, then decide from there whether that's because I mean he's hard, he's half a stone, isn't it between super well-to-weight and well-to-weight. Yeah. So you've got the opportunity to if if it, you know, you don't feel hundred percent, you move up, you go back, you try one five four, and you go. Do you yeah, know I was what? Build,
1: I just building uh, building start hit hard enough for it, and it was, But, Yeah, it's just just testing the waters while we can
0: yeah so this is the best time to do it because you get your your, you're learning as they say you're learning fights now and you get the opportunity to do it and if you do well down at at, at welter and you're not struggling too much to make the weight, then naturally this is one of the most competitive divisions in the uk and this is probably where you'll get the 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 most opportunities at this time because it's 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 really booming at the moment you've seen some of the fights recently in the, the uk welterweight division and know it's 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 crying out for more people because people are moving around people are shifting up in weights and people are moving on and and then you've got some really big fights potentially on the horizon over the next few years um but in the immediate now here and now for you it's about getting as many fights as you can in this next 12 18 month period of time given what you've seen over your life with your brother and seeing where he's got to and, and like you mentioned earlier you made a really good point and i've always said this about your brother i've always said Anthony was never the most talented fighter but he was the one that had the most heart and determination and tenacity and he made up for it in those areas and some will sit there and say he overachieved in his career and they're probably probably right but you've got somebody behind you there where you can say look this is what he this is where he got to a few years ago he didn't well not a lot of people felt he was going to get to that level so for you in your career is there a minimum benchmark of where you feel you want to be at you know like if you if you was to go what am where we're going to be in five years time from now what would be the minimum benchmark you want to have achieved by then
1: yeah i've said you know, i say a few interviews before this when i retire i just want to have a fight where I'm, i've talked to bill and i'm in a 50 50 fight that's all I want. that's all i can ask but i'd love to win the british title i'd love to win the british title i think it's the best the best bet and i'd love to win it outright it's my dad's favorite belt um, answered and went out right, um, which is something uh, I think he he, he wished he did. And uh, I know my dad wish he. i um, always wanted him to do that. But uh, even when he lost against the Lenars the second time, and I'm sure my dad is asking about the British title <laughs> then. But I was like, Dad, he's just not. It's not going to drop down to that. It's, it's just now it is. But no, yet even um, I'd love to fight for the British title
0: yeah this is probably the best part in the world I don't care what anyone says yeah. this is the best part in the world so British title's like the benchmark for you like that's where you want to go to but then anything beyond that is just
1: no yeah of course I can sit here and say like I know all the dreams be a world champion yeah. but I'm a realist <laughs> it's not very often you get these world champions and it's like you say how many have we got in England at the minute I thought it's, like everyone just gives this this high thing of that's what they won, that's what they won, and they, I think they forget about the British title and stuff like that. And I, think, yeah. I think it's a bit disrespected the British title. I think it's one of the best belts in the sport, and um, I'd love, I'd love to win that.
0: Yeah, no, that, that that that's a realistic goal though, isn't it? Like to not put that much pressure on yourself was to say, do you know what, I will go for I go through the area, then I go maybe for English, yeah, then I maybe go I'd, for British. I
1: I'd, I'd never t- I'd love to fight for them belts. I'd love to fight for the English titles, win the English title, and fight for the British title, and then I'll assess from there if I get to there. Um, but yeah, like I say, like anyone, everyone's got the same goal in boxing, and it's two
0: titles. So, what for the benefit of people that don't know, sort of what the setup is for you at the moment? Like, who 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 are you signed with? Who who's promoting you? Who's managing you? We obviously know Anthony's training you, but what is the setup for you at the moment?
1: Um, I'm training. them managed by Anthony. I and mean, at the, uh, the um, fighting on I've debuted the matter fighting their next and just off a trust basis like Anthony did, it's just off a trust basis of I'll fight on their shows and obviously I do well with tickets so it make it makes sense. Um I'm not just on their show because I'm Anthony's little brother because
0: well that's that's the stigma that's around that though isn't yeah, it yeah yeah of course it is but please, I
1: it <laughs> that just don't generate great money I ticket sales and yeah. I sell them tickets myself and that's why I'm on them shows um, and obviously the second name is a massive help with that but uh, no yes, yeah, so all the second one's uh on the match of the matching banner as well so um,
0: yeah so is there a potential then if you continue to to impress perform that they may actually put something more longer term in place for you.
1: Yeah, of course, of course, of course there is. But um, I even I up small hall shows, I don't, like, I don't feel like, say, how can I put it, you have to be busy at this point in my career, yeah. you have to be busy, and there's only so many shows, these big promoters can put you on, on there. They're not going to go on every single show. Yeah, of course not. Right, so I'll hop onto a small hall one where I've got maybe a, a fight on, Matreum in, in October is it? I'm fighting yeah in, a, in five weeks. If they're not back till Feb, I'll hop on a small hall or shoot show or two, or, or just, I'll just fight in a hot small hall then they back up and then I'll fight another one. Not just wait like sit out that time, just waiting for them shows because I'd never turn my nose up at a small hall show. I'd happily fight on them and learn on them. You see, it's all the same.
0: No, it is. It is when and especially when you're in the position where you have got to sell tickets and you have got to make a certain quota and you that's the way this the, the UK boxing scene works. Like, the people that listen to this show, there's a lot of Americans that are absolutely baffled by the fact that this is how the UK boxing scene <laughs> works. They're, honestly, the amount of, yeah, the amount yeah. of American people that I spoke to and you're like, what, the, the fighters have to sell tickets? I was like, yeah, they have to sell tickets.
1: Yeah, of course, because to- it has to be funded by the big broadcasters, because, well, America's massive, is it? It's like, yeah. one of their states is the size of the UK, yeah, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. I wish it was like that for him. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So the ins and outs.
0: So what? So what's what's the support been like? Naturally, you were you were always going to get it because you're Anthony Geralda's brother. But yeah, you've got your own set of friends. You've got your own people that have been following you, you. You people that have seen your own journey in the amateurs, and then you're coming back to boxing. What has the reception been like from people around you?
1: Oh, it's been brilliant. I can't thank them enough. I, with a great amount of number for my uh, debut and I'll, I'm doing the same in October, I can't find my friends and family enough, we who, who pay for them tickets, but it's been good It's it's been good it's it's just felt like a, a long time coming for me and like a lifetime awaiting, especially for my like say the debut, like you say at the arena when I said I didn't feel any <laughs> any nerves, I, I did but like, I enjoy it and I, I enjoy having, how can I put it, um, expectations on me from my friends or my family. Like, no, like if I get beat, they can't go watch me anymore. Or the nights that I like, I used to joke about with my mates and say like, I have boxing nights back. And then I have now, so like it's a little bit of a bit of pressure. It's just stupid pressure yeah, like yeah. that. But like, yeah, just just stuff like that.
0: Do you feel like you've got something to prove? Is is, is this is it like this sort of? stigma for you like I I know I've got something to prove but is it something that you prove to yourself and not because other people tell you you've got to prove to yourself
1: I feel I've got something to prove to to myself and and to Anthony the work he puts in with me like I don't ever want to be a wasted a wasted talent I'm not going to be but I've all if I couldn't I couldn't have sat there in the pub when I was 30 of a pint Watching the boxing, which I, which I will do, because I love boxing, I watch it all the time, but uh, I couldn't have sat there and thought, oh, I should have given that a go. Like, I had to somehow find my way back into professional boxing, or well, professional boxing, boxing as a whole, but professional especially. I had to find my way there just so I could have a crack at it and... Uh, yeah, I've got I feel like I've got something to prove to myself to do something, definitely.
0: Yeah, well you've certainly got the opportunity to do so and, and it's gonna be really good watching your journey. And one of the biggest things about this sport and and people at your level who are just really starting out is is actually getting that support from people around you, but then also getting that support to actually Finance it, that's one of the biggest issues is, is paying for your medicals and paying for all the equipment you need the gloves, the the trainers, everything you you have to get. Yeah, it always comes from getting the sponsorships on board as but, well. So, have you got those in place? Is there certain companies, certain people that are actually helping you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've got sponsors, um, and I can't thank them enough. Um, m installations, uh, GB recruitment, Mawson, the Alliance, be a, a full time athlete. And that's something. So, the start of last year, I quit a full time job. I saved money up so I could do this because there's another way of doing it. I, I was scaffolding, I and mean, I couldn't go and do a full days graft and come in here and put a full session in and feel like I was getting the most out of that session. So, I made the um, I made I made the choice to quit my job and I threw all my eggs in, into this basket, like you perform a debut um, I went how skint I could I was, like, uh, was filming it other sort of, I had nothing I had nothing I had nothing left I was I was skinned but it was just all worth it like like now like I'm I'm living the dream I've always thought I was gonna live uh
0: it's, it, yeah it's good so in terms of like the people that are sponsoring you you've given them a great shout out which is really good and, and those that do want to get in touch with you like if there's anybody that listens and thinks you know what I want to support a, another crawler on this journey through throughout boxing what's the best thing for them to do how can they get in touch with you just hit
1: me up on my social media I'm always on my phone <laughs> I'm always on my phone whether it's Twitter or Instagram or TikTok I'm always on my phone so uh, yeah just hit me up on them
0: well you know what will it's been a pleasure i've really enjoyed having you on the show and thank you so much for coming on and and best of luck for the future maybe one day we'll come back to this and see where the journey is then
1: yeah i'm hoping so yeah that'll be one of the good ones to watch is
0: well there you go ladies and gentlemen that was william crawler i hope you guys enjoyed listening to his journey and maybe you've got to know a little bit more about who he really is and No, it's not just all about the fact that his brother is Anthony. He's actually got his own journey himself. And we don't know where this journey is going to go. But as fans, we're all going to sit back and watch with intrigue and to see whether or not he will be able to move on and win titles. It'll be really interesting to see how his career does play out. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you have, Please do let us know on social media at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter or at Ones to Watch Pod on Twitter. If you want to follow us on all the other social platforms, you can do so by typing in BTR Boxing Podcast Network. And we are on Facebook, and we are on Instagram, and we are on TikTok. And of course, if you are watching on YouTube, please make sure you leave a comment below in the box. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Ones to Watch podcast on BTR Boxing Podcast Network. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? Wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Podcast Network.